Well, hey there, hero. I have a question. Why is it so easy for us to get totally bent out of shape when we hear something negative, a, a criticism, uh, an insult? We get really, really worked up. But yet, it's really hard for us to get really, really worked up when we hear something positive, a compliment, a piece of good news. Why is that? We'll find out in just a second on this edition of the VO Heroes Podcast. I'm David H. Lawrence the 17th, and in this edition of the VO Heroes Podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit about an article that brought up some really great points for performers. I mean, it's good for everybody in general. But for performers, oh my God, does this have application. So, so pay attention. This is an article in the Wall Street Journal. And unless you have Apple News or you have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, it's likely behind a paywall. But it is so worth knowing about. The title of the article is, For the New Year, Say No to Negativity. So yeah, great. It's a New Year's article about being positive and all that, but it's a lot more than that. It's by John Tierney, who writes for the Wall Street Journal, and Roy Baumeister, who is a professor at Case Western Reserve University. At least I think he is. I know he works at Case Western as a researcher. I don't know if he's a professor there. But he went looking for something really interesting. He had this notion in his mind that everything in the world that we hear about is negative. And we all get really bent out of shape politically and emotionally and, and uh, you know, technically with our business and all that sort of thing whenever we hear something bad. So why is that? Why do we have such a visceral reaction to bad stuff, to negativity, and yet we find it difficult to have a visceral reaction to good stuff? Sure, there are people that get crazy happy when something good happens, Right. But that's not usual. That's kind of odd and kind of strange when we see it. We look at people like, like that actor, that Italian actor that went crazy at the Academy Awards when he won and climbing over seats and stuff. We're like, what's wrong with him? He just won an Academy Award. What do you mean what's wrong with him? But we have that, right? It's not a problem for us to get really, really upset when something negative happens. But the same reaction isn't really all that likely when something good happens. And he actually gave that a name, along with a number of colleagues. He looked for studies that had looked at this, couldn't find any. And so he did his own. And it turned out that there's an awful lot to unpack from this, especially for us as performers. So he calls this the negativity bias. This is what we have in our lives. We are hell-bent to watch out for dangers. And there's a reason for this, because we evolved out of creatures that were constantly being threatened. You know, when, when, when we were still evolving, our critter brains were constantly saying, am I safe? Am I still alive? Is everything okay? Not, hey, is this a party? Are we going to have some fun? Is everything good? Our critter brain doesn't do that. Our critter brain just says, are you okay? Is everything good? And the article talks about how ingrained this is all throughout history and in our society. Um, the fact that you can think about the pain of criticism versus what's supposed to be the pleasure of praise, but it's often painful. You got, you, how do I react to this? Somebody said something nice about me. What do I do? I don't want to come off as boastful. I don't want to be you know, that guy or that girl. So I'll just like sort of go, it's no big deal. It's okay. But when something bad happens, oh my gosh. So the article talks about this and, you know, this is not the first time that we've thought about this. 
I grew up in radio in the 70s, television and radio in the 80s, 90s, and and onward. And there was a format of news radio, uh, or sorry, news television, actual six o'clock news, that many, many television stations tried across the country. It started in Chicago because a program director there noticed this whole, like, everything in the news is bad. There's killings and accidents and traffic jams and weather is horrible and there's nothing good. You know, we use good stories for kicker stories. So they started a format called Happy News. And if you're over the age of 50, you might remember what a miserable, horrible failure it was. People didn't sit behind desks. They didn't have sour looks on their faces. They weren't stern. They weren't trying to give you the news. They were like, hey, everything's great. Look at this Look at this field of flowers. And oh my gosh, here's a teacher doing something wonderful for the community and all this stuff. Oh, and by the way, there was a couple of murders, but you know, don't worry about that. And they would sit in chairs, in easy chairs, and they'd sort of banter back and forth. Oh, did it fail miserably. And part of it was because it's that relic of our evolution. We want to know that we're safe. Now, in our business, and they talk about this to a degree in the study that Baumeister did, in our business, we have so few moments of positivity because there's so little work for the number of people that want the jobs, And so there's negative all over the place and there's unknown negative. We've talked about this in past uh, past editions of, of these videos and this audio. So we're constantly looking for threats. And what I'd like to suggest is we can do a lot better than that. We can and it's time that we do because we're no longer living in caves and on the plains and being attacked by saber toothed tigers. Yeah, well, there's lots of there's lots of danger out there. You know, there were no highways back in the day, right? And there is today, and that's dangerous. We can list millions of different dangers, but we keep forgetting how much better things are. Poverty has gone down. Crime has gone down, and not just a little bit. Like, one-fifth the crime that there was just 20 years ago because of evolution in society, evolution in law enforcement, evolution in interpersonal relationships. We've become more evolved as human beings. Everything is getting better. People are wealthier. Yes, there are some people who are still struggling. I get that. But in general, as a society, we are doing so much better than we were. And we completely forget about that. We dwell on the things that are negative. So what do we do about this? And why should we want to change it? Well, let me answer that question first. And then I'm going to give you five things that you can do to combat the negativity bias. So if we have less stress in our lives, if we have a smile on our faces, if we have the ability to look for the good both in ourselves and in others, it helps us bridge disagreements. It helps us handle adversity and rejection. Anybody here have any rejection this past few months, you know, audition for something and not get it, just checking. Um, It helps us handle those things better. And it gives us the tools to really enjoy the good things that we experience. So let's take a look at a list of five ways that we can make the good good and make the bad reasonable. So number one, do no harm. Always want to find the positive in things. Do no harm because it's rarely as bad as we think it is. We can work ourselves into a frenzy about how bad something is. First, do no harm. And this, by the way, comes from the article. I wish I could show it to you, 
but it's already gone from my newsfeed. So I want you to go find it if you can. It's in the Wall Street Journal again. Um, do no harm. Look for the positive in everything and look to minimize the negative because if you go back throughout your history and you, you look at the things that you thought were the end of the world, they weren't. You know, whenever anybody gets a cough, they immediately think, I have lung cancer or I have something going on with me that's really horrible, right? So first, do no harm. Number two, know and acknowledge the rule of four. So what this is, is Baumeister looked at things and interviewed people and did studies and realized that it takes four positive interactions to overcome the negative effects of one bad interaction. So just know that. You can't really do much about it, but look for the positive stuff and count them. Know that that's coming. So use the rule of four. Number three, put the bad to work for you. Remember when we've talked about failure and learning lessons and how valuable failure is? Well, those are bad negative experiences. All negative experiences have lessons inside them. And so if we look for that, all of a sudden, it can actually become a positive. You get some knowledge from it. You get some experience from it. You get to employ, do more of what works and less of what doesn't. So um, put the bad to work for you. Number four, celebrate and remember the positive stuff. We tend to very quickly forget the wins in our lives. We go, oh, such a horrible year, such a horrible week, such a horrible month. But what about the good stuff? You know, I got shoulder surgery last year and it was pretty horrible. But the good thing is my shoulder is good now, right? So celebrate and remember those wins. When you book something, when you get a call back, when a, a casting director says something good about what you've done, when a coach says something great or you make a breakthrough, jot it down, remember it. Um, memorialize it just the way you'd memorialize the tragedies in your life. Try to do less of that, right? Um, remember the big picture. We are raised, if we have any religion in our lives, to be fearful. And the truth of the matter is, is that organized religion can use that as a weapon. It happens in almost all organized religions. Know that and reject that. Don't be fearful about negative situations. Your critter brain is going to protect you. People around you are going to protect you. Our homes protect us. Our cars protect us. Our vigilance protect us. Know that you are okay. And you don't have to worry about being a bad person. Look to the positives, the wins in your life, and remember that the big picture is always getting better. It really is. You wouldn't be watching or listening to this podcast if you weren't somebody who was really interested in bettering yourself. Nobody's wallowing in self-pity and getting this far into a podcast episode with me. So hopefully you can remember the big picture. So those five things can go a long way toward helping you understand and get past the negativity bias. So here's what I'd love for you to tell me in either the comments below this video or podcast or in a comment space somewhere, wherever you're watching this on YouTube or whether you're hearing it uh, on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play or iTunes or wherever you're hearing it. Um, what do you notice? What do you feel inside the moment something negative happens? The moment somebody criticizes you? The moment somebody says, yeah, no, we went in a different direction. Or you don't hear anything. Do you feel left out? Do you feel, what do you notice? 
What happens? And how big is that feeling? Then, please tell me, what do you notice when something good happens? When something positive happens? When something occurs that makes you happy? Or makes you feel accomplished? Or gives you a notion that you're on the right track? Leave a note for me in the comments below. I'd love to hear what's going on. And if you would, please like this video, this podcast, wherever you happen to be doing it. We're doing both video and audio versions of it because I know people consume media in a couple of different ways. And we also put show notes uh, in all of the spaces where this appears. I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the VO Heroes podcast. 